I'm Christina Caramel, and welcome to It's Solid Food. As we increasingly see our society becoming more and more post-truth, it's all about feelings and the narrative, not what I actually see before my eyes. What are we to do? What should your average American do? Well, there's lots we can do. It starts with speaking up, even if we're going to get mocked and even hated by people that we think care about us. All right, I'm Christina Caramo, and now it's time for some solid food. And welcome to It's Solid Food, where we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. So... (laughs) I'm going to put this image up before you hear, and I'm going to leave it here the entire episode, even the other clips and things that I show. I'm not moving this picture because this picture is the epitome of everything that we see going on and going wrong in America. We currently live in a time in America where the truth does not matter. What actually happened is of no concern. What matters is what I think. What matters is what I feel. The facts are of no consequence. And that's a shame when we live in a point in our society where facts don't matter. So as you can see, and but first I want to say, we're not going to blame the gentleman who is speaking. Okay, we're not going to blame him because he didn't create this, this title underneath him here. Someone in the produ- on the production team did at CNN. But it says, fiery but mostly peaceful protests after police shootings. There is nothing peaceful about vandalizing private property and setting businesses on fire. Now, if you want to sit and tell me that destroying people's hard-earned property and hard-earned businesses is peaceful, then you are a word I'm not going to say. But I am going to call you an idiot, and I stand by that statement. You're going to sit here. First of all, one of the things in the Bible it says is thou shalt not steal. Why? Why are you stealing a sin? Because we all have to work to survive. We all have to work to survive. That's how we live. We work, we sell a product, and we get money, and we can take care of ourselves and our family. So when you steal from someone, you inhibit their ability to take care for their families. And it's just plain wrong. I don't care if it was a diamond necklace I bought. I bought that. I earned that. What makes you think you have the right to come steal it from me? Because you want to. That's what the liberals and the Democrats want us to believe. Now, I know I have some friends and family members. You know, you have different types of people. Like, I referenced a relative yesterday who said something obscene about me. And I just blocked him. And, I, and I'm I'm going to expose him at another time. But just at this moment. I don't feel like it right now. But, you know, that's there's people like that. But then there's other people. There's other people who are just well-meaning. They're just philosophically liberal. However, however, they cannot just keep ignoring the carnage that we see going on before us. And the media keeps trying to convince us that it's not really happening. This image that I'm going to leave for the entire episode is exactly what I'm talking about. We see the carnage behind us, but the media wants to tell us it's peaceful. It's peaceful. There's nothing peaceful about that. And that's what goes on on and on again. I talked about that on yesterday's episode, that the facts don't matter anymore to people. 
They don't care. See, narratives, we like narratives. Even since we were children, that's how when you're in kindergarten, you, when you're in kindergarten, your teacher doesn't just teach you don't do this, don't do that. They communicate a message through a story. Even in the Bible, humans love stories. The Bible is told in the form of stories, a series of, it's one long meta narrative, but there's also these mini stories that tell the larger story. Humans like stories. So the goal is if you protect the story, you keep the person focused on the larger story that they ignore the details. If in these people who are marching and protesting in the street, the Democrats can con and the media constantly play cover for these people. But it's becoming harder and harder as people are seeing cell phone footage and images from other people who are there who are like, hey, this is what's happening. And Don Lemon even admitted the Democrats are going to have to say something about this because it's clear that Don Lemon's a Democrat, and that's fine. But I just think they're seeing it should bill him as a pundit, not as a hard news guy, because he's a, he's a, he's a liar. Okay, and his concern is that now the American public isn't going to want to support Joe Biden anymore and the other Democrats because in these cities it's this, it's carnage and violence and rioting, and they have these governors and mayors pretending in the media like it's not happening. You can't keep hiding it. Why do you think? A lot of social media and internet companies are trying so hard. When I say internet companies, I don't mean the internet providers, but I mean like website developers and whatnot, are trying to censor certain information because it controls your thinking. You know, one of the things that you have to remember is that in society's past, when a new government or a new ruling party takes over, one of the first things they do is destroy books, destroy statues, destroy things from the previous ruling group because they want people to forget about it they want to show their power and they want allegiance why do you think they have book burnings and book bannings and throughout history because you don't want people to have information if you control the information then you control what people think why do you think they do that in china okay you guys need to start stop accepting lies from the media even though it fits your narrative and tickles your little feelings and helps you when you mourn and all this other foolishness it, it makes me feel so good and i'm mourning and i'm so sad and, oh watching this makes me feel good you're being comforted by lies you're being fed lies just pure lies you're being fed and people are just accepting it and it's just it's, it's, it's gross it's just gross you can have your worldview, but dog on it. Let it be based on the truth. Don't let it be based on a lie. You know what I mean? So, and that's the thing. So, like in China, why do you think like places like China and North Korea and in Cuba and all these places, why do you think the government controls the media? It's to control what you think. And even though our media isn't controlled by the government, we do have a major political party who does control the media. And people just don't care. If you want to get any indication of what I'm talking about, look at what happened with Rand Paul. Now, you have a bunch of people surrounding Rand Paul, pelting him with objects. No, excuse me, not pelting him with objects, trying to attack him. At one point, they even grabbed the bike of the, the police officers are trying to keep him safe. And he's like, hey, where's the FBI? You guys need to investigate these people. They can't go around just assaulting people. You have Rep. Vernon Jordan. They were trying to assault him as well. Getting all on his face. But people don't care. 
People don't care because you wait till the media. You are <sighs> Holy Spirit and caught me because he don't want me to keep throwing out insults. I'm sorry, y'all. But it is so frustrating to me. How how can you be a you call yourself an intelligent adult and you can't see a problem with this? You don't see this as a problem when you have just chaos raining in the streets and mobs of people just assaulting folks. But here's getting back to Rand Paul. Now, these people are surrounding Rand Paul, telling him to say her name. Talking about Breonna Taylor. Say her name. Say her name. These people, if they would have just inquired for five seconds, Rand Paul introduced a bill called the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act to end no-knock warrants. So, so he actually is putting forth a solution to the problem, and y'all want to harass this man. Then you got media outlets, NPR, which we pay for, which we pay for with our tax dollars, which I'm tired of. I would like the Republicans, Congress people, and the people in the Senate, you need to cut that out right now. Because I don't want to pay for NPR no more, because all they do is spread lies. So then NPR says, amid peaceful protests, crowd surrounds Rand Paul after speech. Peaceful? What was peaceful about that? And, and that's what I'm telling you. Like my mom said how folks do. Don't believe what your lying eyes tell you. Believe what I say. And you got people who just eat it up. You will show them evidence. Like, look, evidence. Evidence. They don't care. Because NPR said, Anderson Cooper said, Rachel Maddow said. It's like, what did the evidence tell you? You got even complex. Watch protesters demanding justice for Breonna Taylor confront Rand Paul. Why are you confronting Rand Paul? He introduced an act in her name to end no-knock warrants. And y'all just demand yelling at him? For what? Somebody explain it to me. And I'm supposed to take these people seriously? And y'all want these fools in power? Oh, that's right. That's right. Because they said they're against racism. Holy Spirit, help me. Let me explain something to you. This is what's wrong with America's obsession with racism. Let me explain something to you. Marxists aren't racist because it's a global movement. How, how you going to have a global movement and be racist? It don't work like that. The whole point of Marxism is to erase national pride. They have no national allegiance. So we will have allegiance to the global movement. See, the way Marxism works. <sighs> okay, let's, let's step back. A whole lot of you don't get, and maybe you need to pick up a history book. Because I talk about, I reference this kind of stuff a lot, because obviously people don't get it. People have been crummy to each other for thousands of years, in case you haven't noticed. So there's a whole Marxist view that somehow, if we have this egalitarian society, where there's all equality and there's no power imbalances, that we have a just and equitable society. That is the absolute dumbest thing ever. Because evil does not come from power structures. Evil comes from the wicked human heart. Human beings are terribly wicked. People are wicked in their own families. How many times have you seen cases of mothers pimping out their own children? There is no human relationship. No human relationship stronger than the relationship between a mother and a child. And if you're going to have women will pimp out their own children, nothing worse. The what makes you think suddenly the issue is power imbalances. 
You can say, well, there's a power imbalance. That's why she was able to do that. But that had nothing to do with the heart. All parents got a power imbalance over their child. But just because I have a power imbalance doesn't mean I'm going to do something so wicked. Because the issue is the human heart. It's just that when there's a power imbalance, it's easier for me to get away with it. But ultimately, it's the human heart. The human heart is what's wicked. That's the problem. But see, Marxists don't want Jesus Christ in society. Because Marxists are inherently atheistic. And when I see dumb stuff, like these, I've seen pieces from these quote so-called Marxist Christians, you are not a Christian. If you call yourself a Marxist and you call yourself a Christian, you're not a Christian. Because Marxism wants to get away with get rid of Christianity. So you hire you a part of a, a religious belief or you subscribe to a religious belief, but you subscribe to a political ideology that wants to get rid of your religious belief. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. So so people just ignore it. We're just gonna ignore what these people are doing. We're just gonna ignore the burning in the streets. We're just going to ignore the fighting and the attacks and the assaults that they do. Or even like the guy, Kyle, Kyle uh, Rittmer, I can't say his name, but it's appearance to be more and more that it was self-defense. That doesn't negate that it was crazy for him to be out there in the first place. That doesn't negate that his mother was recklessly irresponsible for driving him there. It doesn't negate the fact that he had no business having an AR-15 trying to protect property that wasn't his. It's not he shouldn't have been there for that. Now, I understand there are militia groups, and a lot of people have this idea that militia groups are inherently racist. No, they're not. Are there some? Of course there's some. But just because somebody's a militia, that's just a, a, like a, a citizen's army. That's all a militia is. Now, if another group of adult men want to show up and say, hey, we're going to help business owners out because the police refuse to do their job, that's fine. You can't tell me you're upset about militia people being there, but you are okay with rioters assaulting people and burning down property. That doesn't add up. Like I said on my show yesterday, if you are right with rioters burning down buildings and destroying people's property, then you don't say a word if somebody go bombs an abortion clinic because now you're okaying political violence. You're opening the door for political violence. Political violence begets more political violence because people are not going to sit back, have their businesses burned down, have homes burned down, be torched, beat, shot, stabbed, whatever else you want to do because you want a Marxist revolution. People are not going to stand for that. And people are being silent because, oh, we want Joe Biden. And notice, even like with the NBA players, with the NBA players, they're saying all this stuff like, well, well um, we're not going to protest. We need people to get out and vote. Vote for who? Vote for who? I want somebody to tell me. I have yet to have a person answer me this question. What has Joe Biden done? Joe Biden has been in office for 47 years. Tell me what he done. So he should get the promotion to the biggest to the most powerful job in the world, as far as political leader. And he ain't done nothing in 40s. He's been a career politician for 47 years. What real job has this man had? What real job have he had? Besides screwing over the taxpayers and pushing bad policy. Are we supposed to ignore all that? And he's losing his mind. But we supposed to look over all of that, right? Because CNN told me to. But CNN... Don't want you to believe your lying eyes, right? Believe what we tell you. And, and that's what's frustrating for me. That's what's frustrating for me because you present all this evidence to people and it's like we don't care. See, when you have an entire worldview 
And you're, you, I mean, even myself, to my conservative beliefs, I'm very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about it. And if people I looked up to or things I believe to be true just like fell apart, it would be very wrecking. It would be very rattling because the things I believe to be true are all lies. So we got to have some empathy here for some of these liberals because that has to be tough to hold on to a false worldview. To have a false idea. And to think that liberals are going to fight racism, please show me some evidence of that. And then please show me some evidence that black people are in total fear. And that's the thing. The left has to, they have to push an irrational fear of racism to push Marxism. See, the way Marxist revolutions work is you got to find a broken relationship in society. And you have to exploit that brokenness to get the people of the group who, to feel like they're being exploited and mistreated and saying, we have a solution to your problem. The solution is to overthrow the government and overthrow the system. And build a new system that's inclusive to whether it's working class people, different racial groups. And that's the thing with cultural Marxism. See, with cultural Marxism, they're like, we, they, this all about doing power imbalances based on cultural structures more so than economics. Because traditionally, if you read Karl Marx's book, Communist Manifesto, it deals more so with the proletariat bourgeois, which is the worker and the producer or the owner, right, of a company. Uh, those who have the goods and resources versus those who are actually creating the goods and resources through their work. And so that was his focus. Well, in, in America, it's been restructured with the cultural Marxism where the imbalances are. That's why they focus on like heteronormativity, cisgender normativity and things like that. So they focus on those components. So that's why they focus on race so much because of the power imbalance. So a higher percentage of white people are privileged. And a higher percentage of black people are in poverty. Like the poverty rate amongst black America is like 20%. Where the poverty rate for all of America as a whole is like 10%. So you exploit that reality in order to get folks supporting Marxism. And so that's what's going on with the Democratic Party. See, I don't believe most Democrats are Marxists. I do not. I do not. I do not. I do not. I think it's not a lot. But see, what's going on is they act like a bunch of... Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on. They're behaving like prostitutes. They're behaving like prostitutes. Okay? They behave like prostitutes. And why not say that, you know, like a prostitute, you know, maybe sometimes a prostitute first starting out, they might do some little this, little that. But then after they've been at it for a while, they get worse and worse and worse the stuff they're willing to do to get paid. And that's basically what's happening with the Democratic Party. They'll do anything to get the money to keep their power. They don't care. You had like Jerry Nadler sit here and say that there's no evidence that men are stronger about men are stronger than women. Because in the context of people complaining about Democrats trying to push transgenderism and they want uh, biological men to play in women's sports. And people were complaining and Jerry Nadler was going to say, oh, there's no evidence that men are stronger than women in context of sports. I mean, that is just dumb. That's absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That is so stupid. That is so stupid. If there is no biological difference between men and women, then tell me why in athletics, and tell me why women aren't dunking. Why do you think people watch the NBA more than the WNBA? Because it's the athleticism. They don't care about the genders or the genitals or the breasts of the player. They don't care about that. It's about the athleticism. So men have a different type of athleticism. It's like speed and power and strength. 
So it creates a situation where that's why you have a dunk contest. What, tell me when you see it. How many women you seen dunk? And the women who do dunk, the dunks are whack. Sorry, just saying, the dunks are whack. It's because of the nature of male athleticism. But on the other hand, why don't people watch male gymnasts? We love female gymnasts, right? Because of the, the flexibility, the grace, the limberness. Who watches male gymnastics? I mean, I've seen it. If it's on TV, I'll look. But beyond that, I don't sit and watch what men's gymnastics is not interesting. But we love female gymnasts. We love female ice skaters. What about beach volleyball? People watch women play volleyball. It's more interesting to watch women play volleyball, right? Because there's grace. So when you want power, speed, strength, that's what you want to see men do. When you want grace and flexibility and beauty, you want to see women. So that's what people like just totally ignore it. So Jerry Nadler sits and says, oh, there's no difference. We all know that's dumb. But he's like a hooker. He's like an old hooker. He's going to say whatever it takes to get that money to keep his seat. No matter the harm that it brings, no matter how bad it is, no matter how dishonest it is, it does not matter to these career politicians. They don't care. They are trying to protect their way of life. They become multimillionaires at the expense of the American taxpayer. And the media helps them. They scratch each other's back. You tell my lies, I'll help you out. I'll give you first drops. I'll give you interviews. I'll give you this. Because the more eyes that are on these networks, they get more money from their advertisers. They don't care about me and you. They'll peddle all the lies in the world, just like this stupid crap you see on the screen. That's why I'm leaving it up here the whole time. Just this is the this is the perfect this video encapsulates everything wrong with our media. This video, this this is the most powerful picture of 2020. Because this exactly is what our media is all about. You see what's happening, but it don't matter what you see. Just believe what we tell you. And that's what's going on. And we're supposed to sit back and be okay with these Marxist protesters, these Marxist rioters who are just causing carnage in cities all over America. And these same Marxist rioters, now I'm not even going to play the audio from this clip because it's just disrespectful. So they're doing a march and they're screaming, F your Jesus. That's what they're saying. Now, one important point I don't, I didn't hear anybody mention. Yesterday I showed a clip of a diner and there was another diner as well. In both of these cases, I recall, and somebody, if I'm wrong, tell me, I'm like 99.9% .9 sure that each time they said, are you a Christian? They asked the people, are you a Christian? Because I heard them like, huh? And they asked are you a Christian? And so these people are going around asking people, are you a Christian? And then they're marching in the street talking about F your Jesus. But we're supposed to ignore all of that because they're against racism. Once again, for the people in the back who can't hear, of course Marxists are against racism because it's a global movement. You cannot advocate for a global government and be racist. It doesn't work like that. And that's where the irrational fear of racism comes in because you would take anything. Some of y'all probably would sell y'all mama if it meant these people was against racism. And I mean that. That's how obsessed people are. You know, Satan is against racism too because he wants to destroy everybody equally. He doesn't have a one particular group he hates more than the other. He, he hates everybody. So Satan probably isn't, Satan isn't a racist either. I guess you should worship the devil. You know, people just... <laughs> I just don't think it through. 
So when you have these people causing carnage, causing mayhem, assaulting people, killing people, killing people, screaming F you Jesus, and all this stuff in the middle of the street, we're supposed to ignore all that because CNN told me to. How, how is this not problematic, America? How is this not troubling? Because we live in a post-truth society. We have people running around saying that men can be women. That's the dumbest thing ever. That's because we live in a post-truth society. We live in a society where truth is of no concern to people. Truth is of no value. It's all about protecting my feelings. So I just want Americans to really just start looking at the evidence. And that's tough. You know what I mean? The evidence is all that should guide us to what's true and what's not. Evidence. That's it. Like even in Christian apologetics, that's what we do. We get over we go over the logical arguments that prove the Christian faith to be true and that the Bible is true and Jesus is the only way. Of course, I I even God gives us evidence. We're designed to be rational beings. So that means we turn to evidence to help us discern what's true or not. And for people to say, well, I don't need evidence. I just need my story. That's it. I mean, that's not sufficient. That's not sufficient. And I just wish people would pay attention more. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So it's Friday. So I want to do something a little different on Friday. It's going to be just a whatever segment. Well, I just talk about anything, not necessarily re- related to politics or culture or apologetics. Sometimes it can be, sometimes it's not. And the one thing that I want to just say in this segment is just to encourage you to enjoy your life. When we see so much craziness, and especially if you're involved and interested in politics like I am, is so much time can be spent with negative, with the things that are wrong, what's going bad, that we forget to enjoy life. You got to learn to enjoy life and try new things. I have a philosophy in life that if it's not illegal or immoral, I'm going to do it. And you got to learn to enjoy your life. Because if you don't, it'll kill you. And oftentimes when you get so consumed with politics and with current events, it can make you really angry. Because you're so frustrated about what's going on. And a positive way to channel your frustration is to do something about it. So like yesterday, after watching President Trump's speech, me and a group of ladies, we went door knocking. Now, that wasn't my first time door knocking today, but I'm just saying I, I, I find ways to actually be involved in my local community to actually do create positive change. So it helps if you do something, which you can, of course. Some people blog. Some people... Do whatever and find a healthy way to channel that. But then after that, do something else. Like after I edit this episode and stuff, I'm not I'm not going to sit and listen to politics anymore today. I'm going to like watch the movies and like eat some snacks and relax and have fun because you have to have a cutoff point because there's so much negativity in the world that our news media only covers the negative. Of course, it's not going to cover positive. And yeah, we do like cute stories, but that's not what they do. They cover the negative stuff and the stuff that makes us sad and frustrates us. Like this story here. In Georgia, 39 missing children were found over a two-week operation. 39 missing kids. 30 
nine. That is crazy. You know, and so you hear stories like that. And it just really, it really reveals to us how out of control the world is. And it helps remind us that our world is painfully wicked. And it will always be that way until Jesus returns. But through all the wickedness, all the horribleness that goes on in our society, you have to find joy. You have to find moments of happiness. Do things that you like. Even if your issue isn't that you're involved in politics and you get irritated like I do. I get so irritated. But I have to take time where I don't think about politics, where I don't talk about it. All I do is something else. Whether it's writing, whether it's reading a funny book. Like I have books that have nothing to do with, I have books on politics and theology and Get, and as, even myself, like, you know, somebody who's involved in theology at the level I am, it sometimes I have to admit that reading my Bible can feel like study time when it should really be time that I'm fellowshipping with God. And so I have to devote time to study my Bible where I'm just fellowshipping and just spending time with God, not study time, quote unquote. And then also I have books that are just about other subjects. It's good to have funny books, fun books, whatever. My point is you got to enjoy life. Can't let life always be about work, 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 or this, 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 or that, that, that. You got to sit back and enjoy the sunshine. Because through all the ugliness in the world, there is plenty of beauty and joy to have. So partake, my friend, partake. All right, so I'm Christina Caramel. Thank you for tuning in to It's Solid Food, where we discuss all things Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. We are on all major podcast platforms, so Google, Apple, Stitcher, all that good stuff. I'm there, so listen, listen, listen. You can check out my website at www.christinacaramel.com. You can also... See me on Facebook at The Christina Caramo Project and YouTube where you can watch live. Also, I'm on Instagram at Caramo the Great. That's Caramo the G-R and the number eight. And remember to be brave and bold. Brave and bold because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles.